Beth, you have accomplished a very major achievement. You've climbed every one of the 14ers in Colorado, and you did it even though you're, you're battling a health issue. Can, can you tell us, first of all, for those who don't know, what a 14er is, and then kind of share with us, the, you know, the health mountain that's kind of in your own life. Sure. So a uh, 14er is a term very commonly used in Colorado to describe mountain peaks that are of elevation 14,000 feet or taller. So in the state of Colorado, there are 58 mountains to that 14er category. So the, I guess the mountain in my own life is multiple sclerosis. I was diagnosed 14 years ago, and I had not climbed a 14er prior to being diagnosed with MS. Um, but MS is a disease that impacts the central nervous system, and it impacts the flow of information between the brain and the rest of the body. And because of that, it can cause a wide variety of symptoms from uh, numbness and tingling in the hands and feet, loss of feeling, loss of eyesight, loss of hearing, pain, cognitive challenges, fatigue. It, it can really run the gamut, and it varies from one person to the next living with disease. For me personally, my initial diagnosis stemmed from hearing loss. So I woke up one morning and couldn't hear out of my right ear and went to quite a few doctors before we figured out what the ultimate cause was, and, and which, of course, was MS. And then over time, I've had some varying symptoms. Um, numbness in my hands and feet has been a pretty common one. And I have heat sensitivity. Uh, so a lot of times when, I'm, when, I, when I am outdoors, if I get overheated, that's when I, some of my symptoms tend to flare up. So you're really you know, challenging things with some of these symptoms and so forth, but you're succeeding. What, what, what drives you? So I think initially, the, I was told that there was a 50% chance I would need mobility assistance within 10 years of my diagnosis. And at, at first, I think I was a little driven by the panic of the idea of, of losing some of that mobility independence. And that started me a, a bit on a path of trying to find ways to stay active or to take advantage of the mobility that I had for as long as I had it. Um, but over time, that's really transformed into it, it's a way for me to, in some ways, kind of combat the disease and, and help keep myself healthy and also learn strategies to kind of cope with some of the symptoms that I experienced. So the, the numbness in my feet, for example, um, if, I, if I'm hiking a mountain, the great thing about the mountains is it's usually a lot cooler on the top. And so that certainly helps with not having the, the heat issues. But I've also learned things like, you know, a lot of times on the way down and later in the afternoon, and sometimes I do get overheated, um, stopping and dipping my feet in the mountain stream if there's one available or making sure that I always have cool water. And that just helps kind of helps me to regulate my temperature and thus kind of regulate my symptoms so I can continue to enjoy doing what I love. If I read this correctly, there are like 58 14ers, and you have done all of them? That's correct. Yeah. So I n never initially set out to hike a 14er specifically. Um, I was diagnosed with MS in 2008, and almost a year to the day, I had a friend ask me if I wanted to go hike a mountain. And I said, sure. And, you know, showed up the next morning, got up early and hiked up Mount Bierstadt, which is one of the kind of front range local 14ers pretty close to Denver. And 
got to the top and the scenery was amazing. The challenge of getting to the top of one of the taller mountains in Colorado was really exciting. And I quickly discovered that there was a whole list of these mountains that people climb in Colorado. And uh, before too long, we had another trip planned to, to hike up another one. And I think I hiked two or three that first summer. And then every summer since I hiked a few more, anywhere from two to seven, I think in a given summer. And so from 2009 up until this summer, uh, 2022, um, I hiked my final 14er on June 29th of this year. Wow. In addition to doing this, you know, for yourself, your own health, your own well-being, your own, you know, conquering something, you're also trying to raise awareness. Tell us about that. Yeah, so MS is a disease that, as I mentioned, impacts, you know, a lot of mobility and and different challenges. And there are also different levels of, um, or different kind of categories of MS. And the MS classification that I have is called relapsing remitting, which means I have um, an attack and I have symptoms, but then um, can after the attack subsides, which can be anywhere from a couple days to a month, a lot of the symptoms tend to kind of go back into a remission state. Um, and there's other forms of MS known as progressive MS. And for people living with progressive MS, it's, um, you know, you have an attack and those symptoms kind of stick around and then your next attack, it you know, just kind of progressively gets worse and worse. And over, over the years, since my diagnosis, I've made a lot of friends in the MS community and I've seen some of the, you know, my close friends that have you know, seemed as, as mobile and healthy as I am kind of living with MS that, that are now, you know, have progressed to the point of being in a wheelchair. And it's really frustrating to see. And, you know, I've, there's been a lot of progress for relapsing, remitting MS and slowing the disease progression, but there's still no cure. There's still, you know, very little that can be done for people with the progressive forms of the disease. And there's still a lot that isn't known about the disease course. Like, you know, the they believe that some people, you know, you start might start as relapsing, remitting, and then could eventually transition to a progressive form of, of MS. And so to me, I mean, there's, you know, even though I feel like at a point that my um, personal journey with MS is relatively stable, it, that's not true for everyone else. And that's, you know, really passionate to me to try to, you know, bring as much awareness and support um, to help people living with MS and their families to, you know, understand how the resources and treatments that are available and to continue to hopefully build upon, um, you know, build, build upon what's out there and hopefully, you know, ultimately find a cure. And you use the word hopefully, uh, hope is in there, and it sounds like you're, you're full of hope, at least optimistic. I am optimistic. I think seeing what's even been accomplished in the 14 years since my own diagnosis has given me a lot of optimism. Um, when I was first diagnosed, there were only six uh, disease-modifying treatments available, and now there are over 20. And there, even the variety of types of medications, you know, I, I started out having to give myself a shot a day, which is pretty miserable. And there are, um, you know, oral medications now. There are once a month or twice a year infusion therapies that are much more tolerable than some of the, the you know, therapies that were available when I was first diagnosed. You know, I, I've never, never kind of set out, at least on my 14er journey, thinking like, oh, I, you know, want to be an inspiration to others necessarily. But I've had the opportunity over time to also talk to others who have been newly diagnosed, and I think that, you know, at the, that's probably the most terrifying moment 
because it, there's just so much uncertainty. You don't really necessarily know what you're facing. And so to me, that's that's been something that I feel like I've been able to give back to, to the MS community and help someone who's newly diagnosed find that hope for themselves and that realization that, okay, my life isn't over. I, there are ways that I can, you know, I might need to change some things, but I can, I can still live and thrive with this disease. And whether that's hiking a mountain or achieving another, you know, incredible um, obstacle in life or, you know, finding things that you enjoy, there's, there's still a lot, a lot of life to live. And, and that doesn't need to be something that defines you. If someone listening to this or reading our story would, would like to know more about what you're doing or about MS itself, where should they go for information? Sure. So the National MS Society is a, is a great resource. Um, they have a wonderful website that provides a lot of information. And then I, I personally have been involved in a lot of MS Society events over the years. Most recently, I am leading a team for Hike MS in Colorado, which is on July 30th up in Keystone. And I have, so if you search for my name on the Hike MS site, you'll find my fundraising page and can read a little bit more about my 14er journey and why, um, you know, kind of why I've brought together my love for hiking and fundraising for MS. All right. Beth, I really appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Thank you for bringing me on the show. I'm happy to be here.